So I'm going to dive right in today and go straight to the matter at hand. I want to talk about the five best traits that you should cultivate in yourself. The very best, the top five. You work on these and you are a better person out there than most people. Well, look, if you're listening to Zen Sandwich right now, <laughs> you're already top of the top as far as I'm concerned. But hey, even uh, those of us at the top, I mean, we can still improve a little, right? So if you're wondering, what do I need to do, Mark, to work on myself personally, to become better? Well, I'll tell you, uh, here are the five things you should be working on. You're listening to Zen Sandwich a podcast for the independent mind and anyone who embraces life despite its absurdities. Join former attorney and professor turned Japanese papermaker Mark Reed each week as he talks with creative, inspiring, and influential people, or as he shares his own research to help make your world a little better today than it was yesterday. The first is self-awareness. Now you might be thinking, what's the big deal? What, what is self-awareness? What's this all about? Well, my friends, without it, you are essentially stumbling through life in the dark, unaware of the impact that you have on yourself and those around you. Self-awareness refers to the ability to, to recognize and understand your own thoughts, feelings, behaviors, characteristics, Self-awareness encompasses a lot of things. Uh, consciousness itself, being aware of your own existence and the, and the surrounding environment. Uh, sensory awareness. Uh, emotional awareness, recognizing and understanding your own emotions, as well as the ability to empathize with the emotions of others. Cognitive awareness, understanding your own thoughts and beliefs, mental processes. Body awareness, self-conceptualization, which involves, like, forming a coherent, stable self-image of who you are. Social awareness, understanding how you're perceived by others, how your actions impact relationships. You, you get the idea. Self-awareness is a fundamental aspect of personal development, and it's crucial. That's why I've started this one out. This is the first one. It allows individuals to make more informed choices, to set realistic goals, and adapt to changing circumstances. Let me paint a picture for you. Imagine a scenario where you don't realize your mistakes. You're going about your day blissfully ignorant to the fact that your actions might be causing harm or frustration. Without self-awareness, you know, you're a bull in a china shop. You're breaking things left and right without a clue. And look, it's not just about avoiding mistakes. Self-awareness is the key to developing emotional maturity. It's the ability to understand and manage your emotions. Let's face it, if you can't relate to others and you can't stop being narcissistic, <laughs> well, then no one is going to want to work, play, or, or be with you. So how do you go about getting it or developing it or improving it? Well, there's a few paths to self-awareness. Uh, one is to embrace meditation. Take just a few minutes to sit in silence and observe your thoughts and get to know the patterns of your mind. Another option is to seek guidance of a therapist or coach. I know I said that you have to do this yourself, 
and you do, but pros like a, a coach, a good life coach or a therapist can provide valuable insights and guide you, help you unravel the layers of your psyche. And then there's the power of self-inquiry. I think this one might be the most important. Ask yourself the tough questions. Why, why am I feeling so angry right now? Why am I responding to this or that situation this, this way? How could I have handled that better? It's about peeling back the layers and getting to the root of your thoughts and actions. People who don't do that, who are just never sorry or think they're always right, A, I just, I really don't get it. <laughs> and B, think about how awful people like that are. <laughs> uh, but, you know, perhaps I should be a little more compassionate. Uh, spoiler alert, that's coming up soon, too, in the list. But second on the list is risk tolerance. Life is a series of trade-offs. Every decision we make comes with a little risk attached to it, whether it's choosing a career path, investing time in a relationship, or deciding where to live. Everything involves giving something else or someone else up. Even if you play it safe, you work in a job in a cubicle somewhere, you stay home all the time, you're still missing out on something else. So the key here is to understand that everything has an associated risk. It's not about avoiding risk altogether, but finding that sweet spot, the balance between high reward and low risk. So how do we navigate this complex dance of risk and reward? Well, the first step is to look for opportunities with high rewards and low risks. Take, for example, talking to someone you're attracted to. Thank goodness I'm happily married these days and I don't sweat the dating market, but it does serve as a perfect example for risk tolerance. Think of the classic scenario we've all faced, that you're nervous, you want to talk to someone that you like. Well, what's the best thing that could happen? The best, the most ideal possibility. You hit it off, you get married, you have a wonderful life together. Best case scenario. What's the worst thing? Okay, the downside is you might make a bit of a fool of yourself for five minutes. And that's it. In the grand scheme of life, a few minutes of embarrassment is a pretty low price to pay for the potential reward of a meaningful connection. So what we're really talking about here is your tolerance for failure and embarrassment. It's the willingness to face the unknown, to step outside your comfort zone, and to embrace the possibility of stumbling along the way. So in the pursuit of a more intentional life, cultivate a healthy tolerance for risk. Life's a gamble, but the biggest risk is not taking any risks at all. All right, as we move on to the third trait you should work on, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get real here for a moment. In a world overflowing with information, there's a lot of, you can call it what you want, but I'm going to call it what it is. There's a lot of bullshit out there. Most of what you see, read, or hear is, you guessed it, likely to be bullshit. So that's where the third trait comes into play, skepticism. Every article you read, every Twitter account you follow, every piece of information bombarding your senses, be skeptical. Skepticism needs to be your default setting. It's not about being cynical, 
Let's make that distinction right now. You're not going to be like, well, everything has a selfish motive and nothing is true. There are some genuinely altruistic people in the world. I consider myself one of them. And there are plenty of people that are purveyors of truth. Skepticism is about living by good evidence and rational thinking. Skepticism also isn't just about disbelieving what people believe. It's also about disbelieving what people don't believe. In other words, it's about rejecting those conspiracy theories and unfounded claims that often permeate our information landscape. Conspiracy theories aren't healthy skepticism. They're often worse than the thing that they're criticizing. Like, okay, don't trust the government. Okay, they, a conspiracy theorist might be right about that. But when they say, don't trust the government, because it's all run by lizard people and the Illuminati and the Earth is flat and we never went to the moon. Okay, okay, now you're now more full of shit than the government. I don't trust either one of you. <laughs> Skepticism is not about being against something. It's about being neither for nor against it. It's about assessing the probability of truth in everything you encounter. It's about questioning, probing, seeking evidence. Look, the truth is a slippery thing, and sometimes it requires a bit of hunting. But here's the thing. Skepticism is not a rejection of all beliefs. It's an invitation to explore the question and live comfortably with uncertainty. Some things can't be known for sure, and that's okay. It's about embracing the mystery of life and resisting the urge to cling to easy answers. Look, question everything, live by good evidence, and don't be afraid to say, I don't know. I don't know about that. The more you embrace skepticism, the more you'll find yourself untangling the web of misinformation and stepping into the light of rational thought. That's the direction you want to go in. All right, number four in this list is compassion. Let's face it, my friends, Everyone is a little bit messed up. You, me, that guy down the street, we're all a bunch of screw-ups. It's just part of the human condition. We all make mistakes. But here's the kicker. Most of those mistakes are things we need to be able to empathize with. There's this concept. You can look it up. You can Google it. It's called Hanlon's Razor. And it goes like this. Never attribute to malice that which is adequately explained by stupidity. In other words, don't assume bad intentions over neglect and misunderstanding. Hanlon's razor encourages giving people the benefit of the doubt and assuming that their actions are more likely the result of ignorance, incompetence, or a lack of understanding rather than malicious intent. It's a reminder to avoid jumping to conclusions about others' motives and to consider the possibility that mistakes or misunderstandings are, are really at the root of their behavior. Most of us are ignorant or a little bit stupid most of the time. <laughs> Seriously. It's not that we're evil masterminds plotting destruction. It's often just a case of good intentions gone awry. At the time someone makes a mistake, they genuinely believe it's the right choice. It may turn out to be the wrong choice in hindsight, but at the moment, they thought they were doing the best that they could. This perspective shift opens the door to compassion. In fact, we're all just a bunch of average 
turds. <laughs> People collectively kind of suck. History, sociology, psychology, they all demonstrate that as a species. We've got our fair share of flaws. But here's the thing. Have compassion for others and their mistakes. Recognize that just like you, they're navigating this messy journey called life. Be empathetic to the fact that most of the time, people are trying their best with the tools they have. Sure, people can be difficult, frustrating, downright infuriating. They might even make choices that you think are ridiculous or stupid or horrible. But compassion is the bridge that connects us. It's about understanding that beneath the flaws, we're all in this together. We're all just trying to make sense of the chaos and find a little bit of happiness along the way. Okay, the grand finale of the Big Five, the final trait. Wait for it. Patience. You see what I did there with the wait for thing? Um, In a world where attention spans are shrinking and impatience seems to be the name of the game, patience is the unsung hero of success. We live in an era of instant gratification where we want results now, if not yesterday. But my friends, the tortoise wins the race, as we all know. Consider this. If you're willing to wait, you're already ahead of 90% of the crowd because most people just don't want to, nobody wants to wait but most people simply can't they don't have a tolerance for patience in a society that thrives on quick fixes and immediate results the ability to endure and wait through the storm is a superpower whether you're trying to grow a business a youtube channel or yes even a podcast like this one it it takes years not days or months there are no overnight successes not really The road to success is often long and winding, filled with challenges, setbacks, and moments of doubt. But here's the thing. Those who succeed, those are the ones who understand that greatness takes time, that success is a marathon, not a sprint. It's about persisting when others throw in the towel. So how do you cultivate patience in a world that's constantly pushing you to move faster? Well, like everything, it starts with a mindset shift. Embrace the journey. Relish the process. I can't emphasize the necessity of that mindset enough. I say it all the time. Embrace the journey. Understand that the real magic happens in the space between where you are and where you want to be. That's one of those that you need to hear one more time. The real magic happens in the space between where you are and where you want to be. Yes, attention spans might be getting worse and impulsivity might be on the rise, but patience is your secret weapon. It's the ability to see beyond the immediate and focus on the long game. That's it. There you have it, folks. Five traits to work on in 2024 and beyond. Self-awareness, risk tolerance, skepticism, compassion, and patience. And guess what? They're all interconnected. They weave together to create a tapestry of life lived with intention and purpose. Thanks for joining me on this journey through the five best traits to cultivate in yourself. If you've enjoyed this exploration, this or any other Zen Sandwich episodes, consider making a financial contribution to the show. We need to make a few hardware purchases in the near future. 
So we need some support. Go to zensandwich.com, and at the top of the page, there's two different ways you can donate to the show and help keep it going. Remember always, personal growth is a lifelong journey. There's no final destination where you say, Whew, I'm finished now. I don't have anything left to improve upon. I'm perfect. <laughs> and these traits, self-awareness, risk tolerance, skepticism, compassion, and patience, they're a compass guiding you through the twists and turns of life. Finally, if you fail at these or, uh, you know, you do some better than others, look, you always have your breath. So just breathe. Don't forget to breathe. 